All right, the NBA season is right around the corner, and the NFL playoffs are coming up as well. No matter what your favorite sport is, the perfect place uh, to consume it with a little bit of extra fun is MyBookie, where the odds boost, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. Whether you're a first-time customer or you've been playing with MyBookie for years, there's no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer Every single week. Sign up today or if you're a regular player, get reloaded. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. That's how my bookie rolls. They also boost a full-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic tables, the slots, and card games that you'd expect at your favorite local spot. And the best is, it's not smoky. You don't have to wear your mask because you're distancing. You're at the house. You're completely safe, and the doors never close. Make the right play and sign up today at my bookie. And when you do, use promo code HOOPBALL. To get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to a thousand bucks. The terms are simple. You put in two hundred dollars, they'll match with you. A hundred dollars. Again, they match all the way up to halfway. All you got to do is use the promo code Hoopball. It's winning season at my bookie. You bet you win, they pay. That's how they roll at my bookie. And we welcome you into the newest episode of the Sacramento Kings podcast here presented by Hoopball and the Be Heard podcast platform. I am Damian Barling of ESPN 1320. I am joined by the random lady on Twitter, your host here of this prestigious podcast, my dear Jill Adge with her Sacktown shirt on. What's up, Jill? Yeah, it's the uh, the Kings Herald uh, tie-dye Sacktown shirt. I like it, man. Um, and they represent. are so comfortable, and they have them in like every um, like local color you can get too, if you wanted to sport other other teams. But yeah, I saw that they awesome. had the the stingers up colors. They had the UC Davis Aggie colors. Yeah, they do. They do a great job. And like they're that. the soft shirts, so they're nice. They're yeah, the- that's the way to go. That's the that's that that is the way to go. Uh, there's a lot to talk about with the Sacramento Kings. I actually just got a an alert from just got an email from um, Rashawn, their wonderful media relations manager, who just like no media availability tomorrow because the team's traveling to Portland. I know that doesn't seem like a big deal, but there was at least a few moments during this week where we were kind of like, ah, I don't know if this game on Friday is going to be played. The Trailblazers facility had been shut down, but I, I guess everybody on both ends are good. Luke Walton even said today during his immediate availability, our plan is to fly. We're going to go through protocol, and it looks like we're going to have a game. Yeah, they um, the Portland on their um, Twitter account put up a – what did it say? Or it, I think it was the their account. It could have been somebody else, but saying how they were having a, you know, really hard, you know – hard scrimmage against each other or something, but it was, I mean, it was just them scrimmaging. Like people were making fun of it because of the wording, but, um, Mm. and I have to say it was still weird to see Harry Giles, like, (laughs) you know, playing defense in a Portland Jersey on, uh, on them. But, um, but yeah, no, they were, they were all out there. And I think that was like one of their first of the week, if I'm not mistaken, and um, it sounds like maybe, I don't really, I mean, I'm speculating, but um, when they asked Terry Stotts uh, about um, some of their assistant coaches weren't there and they asked him why, and he said HIPAA violation. So, I mean, you would have to like, <laughs> wow. um, you know, I, 
one would assume. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a great segue, yeah. my friend, because <laughs> that, that leads us into uh, really what is, what is the news of today? We're recording this on Wednesday as we do each and every single Wednesday. And oh, by the way, while we're referencing that, that's probably going to change. We're probably going to have to not necessarily uh, change the day we record, but we've, we've got, there are games on Wednesdays and Fridays. We might have to drop a show on a Tuesday. We might drop another show on a Saturday. Like, I, I don't really know, but our, our Kings coverage is definitely going to pick up. Obviously, this episode is out. We'll drop one next Wednesday, and then I, I guess we'll we'll drop one the day before uh, opening night on December 22nd. That'll be opening night for the Golden State Warriors and Brooklyn Nets and, and the Lakers and some of those other teams, but uh, the opening night for the Kings will be the next day, so... Our schedule is going to get a little get a little wonky here uh, going forward. But you made the great segue there talking about HIPAA violations. Marvin Bagley emerged <laughs> today. He spoke to the media for the first time since training camp began about a week and a half ago and acknowledged what many of us figured. We feared it was some sort of injury. We assumed it was probably COVID related and and James Ham, in his clever way, asked him, like, hey, we haven't seen you. Have you been absent the first few days of training camp? And, and Marvin kind of laughed. He was like, well, since you asked, yeah. He caught COVID uh, in Arizona right before he was supposed to come back here. So uh, we can end all speculation. Marvin Bagley is healthy. He's good. He did have COVID, uh, but he's back with the Kings as of today. Yeah, I mean, it was nice to see him back out there. I know the Kings account um, posted a couple pictures of him, um, you know, on the court. It's nice to see him back out there and then um, actually hear from him. And yeah, I mean, we all speculated based on who we hadn't seen at all. So um, again, and I know plenty of people were making jokes because he said he's probably there, you know, he's obviously not going to be ready to go on Friday, just pure conditioning wise while you're yeah. trying to get over COVID. Um, and I, I mean, I know there's plenty of people making jokes and stuff, but it's, it's about him getting healthy and his body back, you know, after, um, after fighting all this. So, um, but yeah, I mean, again, it's nice to see him back out there. And as long as, you know, it, I'm hopeful he'll be back there, whether it be within one of the preseason games, which would be nice. So he can at least get some flow with the guys, um, but at least by, um, you know, the first game, um, that 50, that I think it was Tim that posted that 15 day schedule. And I was making yeah. the joke, like, I understand why the Kings released the schedule the way they did on that, like long tape so that you wouldn't be able to put all those 15 teams together because yeah. it's going to be absolutely brutal. Yeah. Um, 13 but, for those who didn't see it, 13 of the first 15 games the Sacramento Kings play are against probable playoff teams. That yeah, was the tweet that Tim put out there. <laughs> Sorry. You're oh, Tim. Just, in the background. That was fantastic. <laughs> I was trying to ignore it. I was trying to ignore it, but it walked right through your background, which made it, which made it absolutely fantastic. You know, one of the things we need to do is we're working on an ESPN 1320 Twitch account. We need to throw this show onto the Twitch account so people can see the ridiculous stuff that I sometimes see. Uh, and you too, like our, yeah. you know, our animals are, our are animals it's, like to pop in. It's, it's late in the day for us. And so our animals are like, Hey dude, you've been working long enough, man. Come on, let's, let's roll. 
Um, as far as is, 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 back to Bagley, it's, it's nice seeing him back out there. And, um, he made comments about, um, watching a lot of film working, um, on his playmaking passing. Cause I know one thing about, um, one knock, at least just straight stat wise, um, is he doesn't have a lot of his assists. So, and when it comes to a free flowing offense, that's, that's one thing that, um, needs to be worked on and then his outside shot. So, um, again, if he can put up anything like his rookie numbers, like it's, it will be great to have him back on the court. Well, one thing that I thought was really cool, cause, uh, I, I, I did get to hear him speak, um, is he sounded super positive. He sounded positive. He sounded motivated. And I know that's silly to say like it's training camp. There are 30 teams across the league where guys are motivated. Marvin Bagley was like, I want to put last year behind me. You know, it was frustrating dealing with the injuries, but I, I think he even used the term blessing in disguise once. And he was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get out there, move forward and uh, ready to have a good year this year. And I think if you're a Kings fan, man, from, a mental standpoint, given that he has every right to feel mentally, you know, challenged and broken here, given what he's dealt with over the course of the last couple of years, from a mental standpoint, uh, hearing that as a Kings fan, you have to be really excited about that. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, and as much as we like to, you know, talk about players and things like that. I mean, he's, he's a kid. He is still a kid. Mm -hmm. And and in the age of social media and everything else, like I, I can imagine that, you know, the it's any number two pick has a lot, a lot, a lot to live up to, let alone the number two pick over Luca. You know, you can talk about that till um, forever. You know, that's just the, unfortunately the way it, it played out in his, you know, in his role in everything. Um, yeah. and then, you know, you have a good rookie rookie year and then you're pretty much completely out your, your second season. And, you know, that's in a, in a team that hasn't made the playoffs in 14 years where fans are, you know, we're all crazy because we want to see this turnaround, um, that it is easy to, to forget that, He's just a kid and, and mentally I liked hearing where, where he was, whether, you know, it's, he, he, what he put on a good, a good front. Like I'm yeah. genuinely hoping like that's, that's how his mindset is right now, but hundred uh, percent agree with you. It's, it was nice to see. And again, it's nice to see him back out there and in the mix of all the guys. So it's, if we as fans, if you want the Kings to be successful, you need Marvin Bagley to be successful. Like that's aside from Fox and that, like you need Bagley to turn out. Like you need that to work. Yeah. Long term. Uh, that little noise you heard was me airdropping video files to myself that I haven't <laughs> been able to put on social media yet. But here is Marvin Bagley in his own words. I'm feeling great, man. I'm feeling the best I've ever felt um, in a while. Um, I took time this offseason to to put more time into my body, um, you know, just to do everything I could control to make sure I'm on the court and, and available for my team. So uh, last season, I'm putting that behind me. Um, I don't 
I really don't don't care to talk about it anymore. Um, you know, I'm just looking forward. I'm excited to be with this new group of guys, these new faces we got here, and I'm excited to build on what what we've been doing so far. <laughs> what, just looking at this season. So what's what, great about that is you hear him talking to Jason Jones there. There's another the the next the next clip. I think it's Sean. I think it's Sean Cunningham <laughs> and Sean. God bless him. No, you don't want to talk about next season, or I know you don't want to talk about last season, but uh, let's go ahead and just kind of address a couple of things here, which he does. You know, I, I think he did a he did, he did a great job there at the media. And again, you you hear him there. He sounds uh, he sounds motivated. He sounds locked in. This is his first time he answered, you know, the question about uh, COVID and he, he, he knew the question was going to come like he let out a, you know, kind of a, a little chuckle right before. um right before uh answering and well since you asked you know I, I caught you know COVID while I was out in Arizona um you know a couple couple of days before we had to be out here so I, I wasn't here the first uh few days of camp um for individual workouts but uh I've been here you know watching ever since camp started but yeah you know I'm feeling great you know I've been out there working out individual workouts um but yeah like I said this is the best I've ever felt uh, you know, I'm just getting through the the COVID protocol and, um, you know, I'll be back on the court you know, very soon. So I'm excited about that. So you mentioned Jill about him not playing Friday. It, it, it looks like, um, the, he's, he's not going to play because of NBA protocols, not because ah, of wind, okay. not because of, and, and, and while, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, when stamina, all of that stuff, playing, be playing, but you right. know, basketball shape, all of that. Absolutely could be a part of the discussion. I don't think it's even in his hands at this point. I think it's, uh, he's following the NBA protocols to return uh, and he's not yet ready to uh, be out on the basketball floor. So. Makes sense. Yeah, it definitely makes sense, but it's good. Again, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, cause the uh, real talk, were you nervous? Oh, uh, well, <laughs> James article yesterday had me like wondering where um how he like opened it was something you know about how Bagley wasn't there and it was like that's an article for another day and it's like well is it something else like is yeah. there like is there something else going on that we don't know about like we all assumed um it was COVID and stuff but um yeah. I was getting nervous <laughs> I, I was like because uh, because you know Luke would and you know Luke is doing a, a a good job at you know trying to address these things as best he can without violating any violating, laws right yeah so he 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 kind of meshed together yeah we had some positives there's some covid related stuff but there's there's the injury you know there's we, we have concerns from an injury standpoint and we've learned you know hassan Whiteside is day-to-day with a mild calf strain and but we knew we hadn't seen marvin yeah and so there was this like okay which one is he? Like, is, right. is Marvin COVID related or is he injury related? And yeah. I really hate to say, thank God it was COVID related, but apparently, you know, he, he's, he seems in great spirits. He's fine. He's healthy. So good on that sense. But I, I, I won't lie to you, you know, today's Wednesday. It was a couple of days where, especially as we got through the weekend, it was like, all right, I'm getting a little nervous. I, I, I I'm, I'm getting a little nervous here. Right. Yes. Well, and especially because of the history and like how big of a piece we're expecting him to be like a hundred percent, like our, our conspiracy theories start. Like, yeah. Right. You know, right. we start going and it's, I mean, it was all over the timelines. Like, is, is it something like, is it not what we thought? Yeah. 
I mean, and every day that it went longer that we didn't have confirmation, it was just, I mean, and I, and again, we totally understand why it's just, yeah. Of all but people, it, it's, you know, it happened to be the one that we were all waiting to see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you're right. If it had been well, Kyle guy, say, no one would have would noticed based on they were doing the same thing last year when it came to injury and trying to be careful in what they shared and not shared for those same reasons. Um, so it was just another instance of which had everybody going crazy last year coming up with all kinds of, it's going to be day to day and then it's months. And then it's like, <laughs> and that's the thing though, like from a perspective of last year, I don't feel like that approach worked. I understand the reason for it. I'm, 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 I, I get that. Yeah. You don't have to share everything with fans. You don't have to share everything. Really, it's not about fans. Let's be real. This is about gambling. You don't have to share everything with with gamblers. There's a certain protocol that you've got to follow. A player is in or a player is out. That's what it amounts to in terms of gambling. From a fan standpoint, they want to know why is a player in? Why is a player out? How are long they are they going to be in? Boot now? Right. Like, when, <laughs> when we're told day to day, like what is going on? <laughs> well, and that's what I mean where their approach of being kind of secretive didn't really help because you're looking at it because you started to hearing like I hated I hated people trying to label different players last year as soft or you know why if it's if they're day to day why aren't they back and there was the frustrating situation I know we're focused on Marvin but there was the frustrating thing with Rashawn Holmes Holmes, yeah where Rashawn had a he had a shoulder injury oh okay and then he goes back to practice and then all of a sudden he, had, I think he had a, was it a torn labrum? There was a tear. There was something mm-hmm. more significant. Yep. And it was like, wait, did he have that before? And you just noticed, or, or did, did you bring it back from practice, practice to, yeah. did you bring it back to practice too quick? And he tore his labrum. Like what happened? So I don't feel like that approach from the Kings last year worked very well. Yeah. And, and it'll be interesting to see how it's handled this year with COVID and everything else, because yeah. It's, I mean, as you can imagine, you're going to need every single body available as the season season goes on. I mean, you're already seeing positives all around the league. So, um, and just like with it, you know, the NFL major league baseball, as you start traveling, I mean, it's going to be interesting and are how much of their contact, um, you know, like for football, it's one wide, one wide receiver test positive. All wide receivers are now on the contact close contact Yeah. I mean, with basketball. It's extremely, you're seeing guys still kind of do individual like workouts or like position workouts, you know, away from each other, but it's, it's hard to know like how they're going to handle that kind of stuff as it, as it goes along. And I, and I don't know that, um, I don't think there's like a, like a COVID list, you know, uh, the NFL has a, a, a COVID reserve list and Unless it's not just the G league team. I mean, like, I don't, yeah. I Well, and, and that's the th- like, I don't know if they're like, if, if, if you just tune in on, you know, Wednesday, December 23rd and you know, buddy heels not playing it, it, it like he, sure. he might just not be playing. I don't know. In, in the NFL, you get added to the COVID okay. reserve list. And that could mean you were in close contact. That could mean you're at risk or that could mean you tested positive. It could mean a variety of things. The protocol right. is different for all of them, but they all go to the same list. I don't think the NBA has announced such a thing yet. So it is going to be a weird. It's it's going to like what what are what are the 
you know, what do they deem close contact? Like we learned from the NFL after the the Des Bryant situation on Tuesday night football that, well, here's what the NFL deems is, is high risk. If you're uh, in or, or what they deem is close contact. If you're around someone indoors for more than 15 minutes, that's what close contact is. They eliminate things by being outside the length of time you're around somebody. So do they have contact tracing similar to what they had in the bubble? They didn't have to utilize it in the bubble, right. but they had the capability because I think it was those rings that they were wearing. They had capability to do um, yeah. contact tracing mm-hmm. with those. They so, had like the wristbands, rings. They had all kinds of. They had all sorts um, of gadgets yeah. to, to, to navigate. If you got Walt too Disney close World. to something, it, you know, for too long, it was beeping on you to keep moving. And mm-hmm. like, yeah. Um, well, and then they were even talking about like when you're traveling and, or when you're home and when are like allowing certain restaurants and not restaurant, like it's, it's really going to be, and you know, like, um, it, it's going to be interesting on how, yeah, it's, I mean, because like in the bubble, Rashawn got to, you know, had to yeah. go on quarantine for crossing that you know, gun line. line to get his he, wings. And he, so it's like it's, to get them wings. What if a delivery guy here messes up on your order and then you have to go to the place to like fix it? Like, are you allowed to go to the, you know, the restaurant in exchange for your food back after like a bad delivery? Like, I don't like what are the what are the deemed allowed? <laughs> like, that's hilarious. I, I don't know. It's just a hilarious visual trying to pick picture like Nemanja Bialica taking his DoorDash order back to the restaurant because something went awry. And that'd yeah, be a hell of a story. Like, oh, I can't wait for Mark Jones to say, oh, Nemanja Bialica is missing tonight's game because he, well, he had a DoorDash order gone bad and he went back to the hot wing place. And I don't know why I'm assuming Nemanja Bialica had hot wings. I'm just trying to put together uh, a story. Yeah, here. no, it was, it was that. A different place yeah yeah <laughs> um he had a burger moving along here uh it wasn't just marvin bagley who spoke since the last time we did a podcast but he healed spoke as well and buddy and luke both seem to they both seem to work particularly hard to downplay any potential riff any potential issues any potential you know, problems between the two. Um, I mean, this, this was, this, this was one quote that was maybe not the most grammatically correct thing, but it, it's what buddy was saying. I never had a, no, I never had a problem with nobody here. So, you know, everything that was being heard, I, it wasn't put out by me. So, uh, uh, I mean, I love everybody here in this franchise and this organization. So, uh, I don't get nothing I say, so I'm gonna keep it 100. So it, a lot of the 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 questions of, of that that's I think it was Saturday to Buddy were your relationships, how are you feeling, different things like that. What did you make of of Buddy's comments this week? I did think it was interesting where he said a lot of the stuff that was out there wasn't said by him, and then at the end he said, "I don't regret anything I've said." <laughs> um, but I'm I, I'm not surprised that either one tried to downplay it. I mean, all we heard, at least from the King side about Buddy, was that they expect him to be here and have his head down and work like he always does, um, and you know, just coming to play. Um, I mean, it's he might not have said it, but he showed it. I would say, <laughs> like on 
on social media based on, you know, you know what yeah. you're liking or not liking and things like that. Um, but, you know, it's, it is what it is. I mean, you're look at the James Harden situation. Like there's stuff happening on every team, you know, everywhere. Um, as long as it doesn't affect the locker room, I, and he comes and plays and does what is asked of him. I, I really don't. And it never sounded like in the midst of all of that stuff last year, it never felt like it affected the locker room. Right. Right. I mean, we're not in it, but we never got even like that remote sense. King's management, they may have felt different. Maybe, I don't know, but maybe the coaching staff. Yeah, maybe, maybe they all felt different, but in terms of, uh, the players in chemistry amongst the the team, it never felt like, or at least we never got the impression that that was an issue last season. Right. I mean, and in, in the grand scheme, like you, you're grown men all getting paid a lot of money, like figure, figure it out. It's, it's, it's in buddy's best interest to figure it out. Right. I mean, and if he does genuinely want to get out of here, his best interest is to come out here and like go off, like just, you know what I mean? Like put it on the court and, and do what, what we know you can do and what you've said you can do. Um, because it's, it's either going to really help this team in addition to raising your stock that much higher. Do you know what I mean? Like, because we've heard on and off, all off season, like none of us really know what, what his, I mean, we know what his value is, but like compared to other teams, like you knew if you were getting rid of him, to me, it'd be at his lowest value because yeah. they know that you're right. Being forced Completely to get agree. rid of him mm-hmm. rather than just coveting, you know, one of the best shooters in the league. Yeah. That was so, and it, that was my argument with with Bogey and uh, keep him now, trade him later is like you're he he's a he's immediately a depreciating asset the second you take on that contract and you'll never get anything remotely back uh, to what you want uh, for him if you moved Buddy now it's the exact same situation everybody knows there's something here uh, and it's one thing for everyone to look at Houston you use the James Harden example a minute ago it's one thing for everybody to look at Houston and go. Well, there's something here. That's James Harden. There are going to be teams out there in the league, Philadelphia, Brooklyn, who say this guy's going to win us a championship. No one's going to go, oh, look at what's going on in Sacramento. Let's go get Buddy Heald at, 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 at his highest point because we think he can win us a championship. I think Philadelphia might look at Buddy Heald and go, oh, he'd be a great asset for us, but we ain't selling the farm to get him. And I don't know that there's a team in the league that goes, you know what we're missing? Buddy. I don't think anybody is saying that. So you as their I, number one. No, I mean, well, certainly not, not as a number one, like that's, that's not I mean, even like, close that it's, I mean, on a contender, he's going to be three, four, five. That's what, that's, like, that's, that's, that's what I, you go to the Lakers, I, you're LeBron and AD. I mean, you go to Houston, you'd still be even with, John Wall not playing two years, like it would still be hardened like yeah. John Wall. And, but like, it's just right. No matter where you would go, you're not going to be that guy that you necessarily might think, you know, that I've legit been trying to figure that out. Like, where is his place in the rest? Like can buddy, if buddy's, 
you know, Buddy says, I, you know, I, I, I love playing basketball. I love working. I want to come here. I want to win games. That's what I want to do. Yeah. But they started to win games when he was in a different role last year. And I don't think that particularly sat well with him. I don't think you need to be inspector gadget to figure that one out. Like it didn't, it did not sit well with him. So. And he got to play the role that I think a lot of us wanted him to play off the bench. And that's kind of the thing that was frustrating too, was it's like, I mean, but, and that's why it worked. I mean, frustrating in the sense that that's how we felt like he should have been used with the starters. But um Again, like again, he's he said that he's going to accept whatever role is is asked of him. Let's. Well, here's that. here's here's that clip when he was asked about starting. I mean, to be honest, with you, I I always love competing, and it doesn't matter. That's not my job. I don't control that. The head coach controls that. Uh, I'm just here to. They brought me out to do certain reasons to play basketball and win basketball games. So whatever they need me for, I'm going to do it, and uh, try to do it and compete as the highest as I can. So. There. Yeah, and I don't I'm trying to remember who it was that wrote it last week. And I don't know if it was James or Jason or Sam or somebody else, but it was that Buddy wasn't necessarily upset that he was moved. It was how it was handled. I believe it was Jason. Okay. I believe so, it was Jason I mean, Jones, the athletic who wrote that's that. the case, then you'd take exactly what he just said and say, mm-hmm. obviously like, okay, if it really wasn't about being moved to the bench and it was just how it happened, or he felt like all the blame was on him and nobody else when yeah. there are plenty of other issues that were going around, mm-hmm. um, you know, with that team, then granted, I, I get that. I get it. No, one's going to want to, no one would want to be the public, you know, you know, scapegoat in that sense. And I, I, I wouldn't blame him for being upset about that. Um, so generally, if if I take what that was said and that that's true, then um, his comments about that and accepting whatever roles given to him makes makes complete sense. He's had three coaches, right? Alvin, Dave, and Luke. Yep. Is that right? Yes. Two of those three have played him off the bench. Isn't Dave Yeager the only one who has started him? I mean, I know yeah. Luke did, but ultimately then, moved him. And then there was even comments about him saying like he, well, I don't think it was necessarily him that said it, but it was reporters saying that they even felt like that Dave had said behind the scenes or whatever, that they felt like that was his perfect role was the six man role. Right. Um, and it makes sense because if you can have that kind of production mm-hmm. as your number one guy off the bench, that's that's Lou Williams essentially, right? That that guy made a career of of putting up those points. Bobby Jackson for years did that kind of stuff where he could have started for pretty much any other team, um, and you know he was our six man. That, yeah. but I can also understand the frustration of doing that on a bad team if you when you're getting paid you know, $24 million this year. Yeah. As long as you're getting the minutes and it was something too, that he was upset that I think he wasn't closing out the games. Like to me, that was more telling that he wasn't putting you in at the end of games than you coming off the bench. Like as long as you're getting the minutes to me and you're closing out the games. That's a trust issue. That's what that, that that's, that's not your ability to hit a three there or jump shot. That's your ability to, not make a stupid play or to not totally just die on the defensive end. 
I think that's what, what, what that plays into. And, and I do recall that. And I'm, I'm quite confident that the article you're referring to was a December 5th article from Jason Jones okay. of yeah. the athletic. So I'm curious, I'm actually rather than where he comes, I'm curious to see how he handles his um, turnovers uh, if there's improvement mm-hmm. on, you know, defense and like a team defensive scheme to where he could, where he can be in there and close out games. And there is a, there is a trust there. Um, Cause to me, that would speak volumes. If he, if he's out there at, at the end of games yeah. in there, to me, that would show huge progress. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, a couple of other things here. I, I, I guess the main note should be, uh, I think we already noted Hassan Whiteside is day to day with the calf strain. He's doing some individual work, Doesn't light work like on the court. Be there Friday either. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was going to allude to, or, or not allude to. That's a poor use of the word. That's exactly what I was going to say. He's not going to play Friday. So as we approach our first preseason game, what do you think? Well, to me, that you want to get that, on the Jabari Parker train with me, right? Oh, well, I was going to say that leaves room for. Whiteside does isn't there. You have Frank and Metu who are both not guaranteed contracts um, from the four or five position, mostly five position. Mm-hmm. Um, and Metu is the one that interests me the most, being that he's only like twenty three, I think, and came from the Spurs, but still very green and has that outside um, shot presence. Um, where I'm curious to see um, how these roster um, comes together throughout this with these guys that are not on these guaranteed deals and who ends up getting those, those last spots and who ends up going to the G league, you know, cause we're assuming that goes, but it is funny. Yeah. It's, it's interesting hearing about the, the Jabari. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised because when that guy's been healthy, He's good. Good. He might not play the defense to you, but I'm sorry, but not many people in this league are like huge. To like it's you're going to, you need to focus on the team defense and to me more so than individual, but I get it because he, he actually made that comment in Houston was they don't pay the big contracts for defense. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean that he's never going to live that wrong. down. So yeah. it's just, he ain't wrong, right. Though. Um, um but he's looked good in the clips that we've seen and every player is talking about how, you know, how impressed that they've seen um, him be. I'll ask you a question that I asked Kenny. If Jabari Parker wasn't taken number two overall, if he was taken like 13th, would we look at him completely differently? Oh, I think so. Because we measure guys, and I know, I know it's not just you know we, well, we that, always say and you saw pre-injured Jabari, and you've seen post, right? And, and, and he even was post- getting paid pre, like there was no, he was good in Milwaukee. He, yeah, oh, he was very good in Milwaukee. I mean, I mean he had no, a he had a twenty-point yeah. season, I think, in 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 two thousand. 16 maybe and Kings fans were salivating over it oh my gosh I remember yeah absolutely (laughs) and why wouldn't you yeah but he's still a career like 15 and some change like maybe 15 and 8 or something like that and he played well in the bubble like and he's even said like 
he's got to be tired of moving around. I mean, yeah. it's he's on his what sixth, seventh team in like you know a matter of just a couple of years um, between Chicago, Washington, Atlanta, Sacramento. Like he's been to- like kind of like Ariza. He's been tossed around, and he and he's still young. Like he's multiple years younger than buddy healed like the kid is like the kid everybody is, younger. is younger than he buddy healed he feels like he's been in the league for 15 years but he's only like 25 like yeah. he is 25 26 like he's still young um and yes he's on a contract year to me he's i he's got you know stuff to prove milwaukee chicago Washington, Washington, Atlanta. I mean, Chicago, Washington, Atlanta. That was just in the span of, I mean, that was, that was literally, yeah, yeah, that was season, season, order. season. Um, his 2006, 2017 season. I mean, he, and here's the thing. Here was one of the things that I noticed when looking at his, you know, markers is he had, you know, he averaged 20.1 points per game. He, he played 51 games that year. I mean, and he's, He's he played 61 the year that he was traded. That's the most games that he's played. Or I, I take that back. There's the most games he's played since his second season. He played 76 games that year. You know, he played 25 games his rookie season. There's always that, you know, there's there's always that um yeah. caveat where it's like, yeah, when he's healthy, he's really good. His number is 15.1, 5.8 on his career. Uh he's never stunk. Like he's never been like, oh my gosh, this kid is awful. He's never been that. It's right. just now a question of how healthy can Jabari Parker be moving forward. And quite honestly, that's the same question I ask about Marvin. Is can Marvin? That's all I care about. Marvin Bagley is can my man be healthy? Right. Let him be healthy. I think he shows out quite a bit. If not, then we're going to be playing this game until he's no longer a king. Which, if he keeps getting injured, is probably not going to be much longer. Right. Sadly. So I just root for the health of, of, of these two guys. I imagine maybe we see some, some Daquan Jeffries uh, on Friday as well. Yeah, I think we'll see Jeffries. I would assume we'd see Woodard. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see if they start um, how much they kind of mess with the different, the different lineups. Cause again, this is in a normal preseason, this is the time to do it. I don't know if it's because if we have a shortened, preseason and a shortened training camp if we'll maybe not see as much as that um but we're and normally you see a lot of um the vets kind of sitting during preseason right like and yeah. on a good team i'm assuming that's going to happen lebron um, and ad are not Kings, playing like, on I'm friday curious um i i would assume Corey jo- joseph is gonna is gonna play unless they throw ramsey out there i'd I don't know how they're going to handle these guys. Again, it's it's hard to know because we're dealing with something unlike we haven't seen before. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see you know all the new guys. I'm excited to see. I think uh, Gr3 Glenn Robinson's going to be mm-hmm. out there. Um, I really like him. Is that what we're going with? Is that a thing? Gr3. I like that. Yeah. Well, instead we got, of the third, it's Gr3. Yeah. Yeah, we got Gr3 and MB3. Right. I'm I'm with it. And and what did we decide? What did you call? What did you did you you called Tyrese Hallie? That's what it was. Oh Hallie, yeah. And then someone asked him, and he's like, "I've never been called that before. I don't know." And so I was like, been trying not to do it because I don't want to be like 
offend the guy if he was really like not into it because he was really like oh i don't know but I like i've it. seen other people say good. it he said it was um i think reese and maybe said ty um i don't know that that people have have called well him. i mean those make perfect sense but just... hallie was just a short and, and it's you know being in there's from a... Cali, it just made sense there's know. a hallie berry play here somewhere like <laughs> hallie burton like hallie yeah. yeah, it's I'll work on it. I'll workshop this. I'll workshop. But this. it was an easier way than just saying the whole last name. So, yeah, I like Ty or, or Tyrese. Halliburton can be someone called him. I think James, I think it was Jason Anderson. Someone called him Ty and it took me for a minute. Like, who's he, who's he talking about? Yeah. And then it wasn't until Luke Anson was like, oh, he's talking about Tyrese Halliburton. Oh, we've settled on Ty. That's his nickname. I thought we were going with Hallie. That's what we decided on the podcast. That's yeah. what we're going to call him. Hoopball I mean, podcast yeah. listeners are going with Hallie while everyone else, I guess, is. We'll see if he ends up getting some other kind of. How about baller? Time goes, but yeah. That. How about that? Well, that's coming up on Friday. We appreciate you so much, as always, for tuning in. Please subscribe, rate, review, share, follow on Twitter at Jill Adge. Maybe Jill will pick a fight with you. Who knows? Like Jill. Jill will pick a fight with you and then get all of King's Nation to rally and she'll just lay back and watch the person who picked the fight with her slowly uh, suffer his demise. <laughs> Two more sleeps, everybody. Two more sleeps. <laughs> I want to elaborate so much more, but you told me not to, so I'm not going to. Uh, subscribe, rate, review, uh, share the podcast. We I'm really sure hope they you all enjoy. Know. I'm sure they all know. Everybody knows. <laughs> if they're listening to this, they know. Um, and then, you know, we'll be back. Like, we'll, we'll we'll be back next Wednesday, obviously. We'll be back next Wednesday for sure. And then, you know, we're going to just start. Hey, I might just shoot Jill a text. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Jill might just shoot me a text. Hey, you want to do a podcast? A great game tonight. Uh, that's what we're going to be doing, man. Tons of Sacramento Kings coverage here on the Hoop Ball platform and, of course, the Be Heard podcast platform as well. Anything else before we go? No, just... Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we are excited about Friday. Finally, Kings basketball's back. That's the perfect out. I'm going to cut right there. It's perfect. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.